0: Welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I will be your host for today's episode. On this week's episode, I hang out with Steve Kim, where we discuss teachers versus influencers. Where's the accountability? With the rise of social media, we are witnessing the rise of a new kind of celebrity. Influencers. Many Christians, of course, have also joined this phenomenon. From the perspective of discipleship, though, how should Christians approach being an influencer? What does it mean to be an influencer anyway? And is an influencer distinct from a teacher? Join Troy and Steve as they share their thoughts in this week's edition of the AC Podcast. Before we get to the episode, I just want to thank you once again for all of you who have taken part in our giving campaign. We're getting closer to reaching our goal of $200,000 by the end of the year. And everything matters, everything counts. We're also so grateful for those of you who have chosen to just be praying for us and encouraging us along the way. If you're somebody who would still like to donate, you still have time, of course. You can head to apologeticscanadacom slash donate. That's all from me. Let's get to this episode. Hey listeners, welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy and I am here today with the most elusive it would seem, the 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 heavily <laughs> highly rated. We had to send a charter flight to get this guy. We had to send in the FBI to track him down. Even Liam Neeson was struggling to find him, but we have found Steve Kim, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: Hello, yeah, I've been kind of uh, MIA for a while. There, hey,
0: I, like Atlanta. I'm not gonna say that like I missed you, but like I did. Your presence not being here affected me. It did affect my sleep patterns. Um I haven't been oh, eating dear. well, but that's again that's not <laughs> that's that's not your fault.
1: <laughs> it seems that my absence had an influence on you.
0: Uh-huh. Aha, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're going to jump into today's episode. Um we're going to you know coming off the back of Uh, the acle that you just had steve again why don't you just Mm -hmm. let people know how the acle Mm -hmm. went what it was about that kind of yeah
1: and if you're tuning in for the first time and you're not sure what on earth is acle it's it's short for apposites canada literary expedition and -hmm. you can think of it as a quasi quarterly webinar yeah quasi (laughs) moto sorry Um, i had to you, you just had to. Yeah, I know. I opened myself up wide for that one. <laughs> so it's a, it's a webinar that we do on a sort of a quarterly basis, um, where we take a book or uh, take a cultural issue and we examine it together. Some people think of it as like an interactive kind of a podcast. But anyway, we bring everybody virtually together and we discuss different things. And this time around, we had one called... The Gospel According to TikTok, where Wesley and I went through some video clips from TikTok and other social media platforms. We talked about them, discussed them, and then we used them as a springboard into further discussion about the Bible, early Christianity, the person of Jesus, and so on and so forth. So, we talked about things like, oh, the so-called lost gospel of Thomas or the lost gospel of philip and and whatnot so we talked a fair bit about gnosticism and whatnot so if you're interested in joining us for that well you're too late it already happened but (laughs) (laughs) we do have the recording of the session so just go to apologeticscanada.com forward slash acle and just click on the gospel according to tiktok and you can relive the exhilarating experience the of exhilarating experience. two <laughs> nerdy guys talking about Gnosticism and whatnot.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, make sure you head over to the to the website and check that out. Um, I I wasn't there because I was in church like a good Christian. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but we're we're gonna get into today's topic and it. I imagine it somewhat is going to have a little bit of potential recap from what you guys spoke about in the ACLE as far as influencing. The topic today is teachers versus influencers. And for those of you who are just thinking about it, it's like, okay, well, what is an influencer? So I kind of want to just give you somewhat of an understanding of the angle that I'm coming from when I say influencer. In this case, I am talking about people who are potentially popular on social media, popular because of their podcasts, because of their mm-hmm. blog sites, you know, the the Joe Rogans of the world, these different YouTubers and who have a large following for, I'll use an Andy word, a multiplicity of reasons, <laughs> whether sure. it's something that they've done professionally, whether it's a sport or, you know, someone like Joe Rogan, who just so happens to be a platform that has a lot of people a lot of different guests from multiple different walks of life and conversations that have quote unquote mm-hmm. real conversations and then teachers right when when you think of a teacher normally a person is thinking of the traditional form the 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 academic the the teacher in a school and that kind of thing but what i begin to see in social media especially for these people of of influence is whenever a statement comes out, you know, say they said something that was edgy or they might have offended somebody, there's often this talk of, well, I'm not trying to lead anybody. I'm not trying to teach anybody. People just engage with my platform. I'm not trying to be, I'm just an influencer. And and it's almost like a cop-out to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But when we look at scripture and the way we talk about teachers, uh, y- you know, that famous passage comes up in James, and I'll just read it for you. It says, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. So let's dive Let's dive into that. Steve, when you've come across this topic of, you know, the, or this conversation of, you know, a teacher and an influencer, what kind of what stands out to you off the top?
1: Yeah, um, I'm glad you started off with defining what you meant by an influencer because context really tells you what it is that you're talking about, right So we're talking about people who have a large following on some kind of a social media platform yeah. or any other platform really. But when we say influencer these days, we primarily think of um, think of social media. but mm-hmm. then at the same time you have to think about okay, what does it even mean to influence somebody? In the first place, because in, an yep. influencer is somebody who influences, right? So what does it mean to influence? Well, yep. uh, a dictionary definition might say that you know to influence is to have an effect on somebody's um, knowledge, skill, behavior, character, that, that sort of a thing. And so you're having an impact on somebody. And at the same time, when we think of a teacher, again, we typically think of, like you said, a classroom setting. Although we homeschool, so that that it looks a little bit different for us, which actually I think is going to be pretty relevant as we move on here. And and a teacher, you might say, is somebody who influences in a narrower sense, the way we typically talk about it. It comes in a particular setting, like a classroom. Mm -hmm. and, And I'm talking about the way we typically use the word. So you might say that All teachers are influencers, but not all influencers are teachers. But Mm. then as you will see as we get into this conversation, that line between being a teacher and being an influencer is not always very clear.
0: Yeah. Well, look at this this definition that I kind of came across from. Uh, It was it's a tech site called Emerging Emerging Tech, right? And they they have blogs and conversations about all different things, tech. And They described it like this. Influencers connect with their audiences by creating content that people want to relate to. By nature, teachers are adept at creating connections across a a variety of platforms to communicate with their students. But here's a really interesting thing about that. Is you could just interchange a few of those words in that teacher definition and it would mean quite literally the same thing. So, for example, by nature, influencers are adept at creating connections across a variety of platforms to communicate with their followers. Mm -hmm. And when we attribute, look at the way that social media has even been created, right? On TikTok, you have followers. They're not going to say students. Instagram, Mm -hmm. you have followers. YouTube, you have subscribers. There's people that have, and even that term subscribe, it's people that have co-signed to a certain degree to your content or to whatever conversations you are creating that essentially saying I am one, I am in agreement with, with what you're creating and two, your content, I'm giving permission to impact and influence my life. Now, so looking back at James three verse Mm one, I think there is something important to note, especially if I'm looking at the NIV translation and many of the translations, you see the term, my fellow believers, you see, brothers and sisters, you see mm-hmm. all these passages use this terminology that is speaking to what we would say is the Christian audience. It's saying mm-hmm. to those who are who are believers in Christ. And so mm-hmm. what I want to say as a caveat is that I'm not this this isn't so much of a topic that I'm speaking about non believers and for the lack of a better term, the secular influencing world more in the realm of speaking to our Christian audience, our Christian influencers. And the mm-hmm. reason I say this is because we are seeing an insurgence of podcasts. We are. We're seeing many, many different we're churches. We're on one. We're, we're on one, right? But I will say, just as a, as, a, as a note for ourselves, we've been doing this since 2017, okay? So we were doing it before it was cool. <laughs> I may not have been there, but I get to to receive that blessing because I'm part of it now. But anyways, (laughs) there is an influx of Christian leaders, I'll say Christian influencers, who are on podcasts, who are on YouTubes, uh, who are on YouTubes, that made me sound really old, who are on YouTube, and they are creating (laughs) content, and they're sharing their experiences. They're sharing their knowledge of... What they've gone through, some of them former pastors, some of them are Christian artists, um, people who are in Christian business, you're seeing a lot of that happen. But what's also happening, if you look at some of the, the content that's being created, sometimes they make statements that are pretty outlandish, or they use an illustration that's not wise, <laughs> and in worst case, are completely heretical. And then there's all of a sudden yeah. this desire for grace. Why is that?
1: So, uh, what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is that we seem to be seeing influencers, especially Christian influencers, who have this desire to be an influencer without necessarily owning up to the kind of responsibility that should come with it. Is that
0: kind of what you're— Yeah, that's that's probably a good way of putting it. I think there's a lot of influencers that don't actually recognize that they are teaching people.
1: Yeah, you know the line between being a teacher and being an influencer is not always clear. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's especially the case for Christians, I find, because scripturally speaking, if you look at what it means to teach, I mean, you want to look at the person of Jesus. He was clearly a teacher, and in in those days, the main mode of teaching, it, it's not the sort of cl- classroom setting. I mean, it, they. Didn't do it that way, but it was mentorship, right? The disciples followed Jesus around for three years, did life with him. The goal of a student is to become like the master, yep. to do things like the master would, and, to, and then to pass on wisdom, like, you know, pass on the teacher's wisdom, and so on and so forth. But it was more about imitating and becoming yep. more alike your master. And you see that even in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, where Paul says, be imitators of me, talking to the church there, right? Follow me Corinth. as I follow Christ. Right. Follow me as I follow Christ. So, it's ironic to me that in our social media, uh, in the, in our age of social media, that we actually use those words, followers, to talk about people who well, follow these influencers. Yeah, And so, that's one of the reasons why I think that line isn't very clear, especially for Christians, between being teachers and being influencers. Because when you're influencing people, you're kind of putting yourself on a platform so that other people can take what you say or imitate what it is that you do. So, for example, if you are an influencer in cosmetics, let's say, and you're trying different you know products and you're making your recommendations – Right. People are going to watch that. Your followers are going to watch that and they're going to imitate you. Yeah. So. That alone says a lot. I mean, of course, I'm using a, a somewhat trivial example here, sure. uh, but that's sort of the idea behind it is, again, that line between. Uh, Being a teacher and being an influencer is not clear because, scripturally speaking, being a teacher means that you're a mentor and other people are imitating what you're doing. And that's exactly what influencers also do.
0: Yeah. When I really think about it, Steve, at the end of my life, I want to be able to look myself in the mirror and say, despite my pitfalls, I would have followed me. I would have taken my advice right mm-hmm. like there there's a level of that where that is my goal <laughs> that is the mm-hmm. that is the pursuit and and that is something anytime that a person gets into a p- position like this, a position of influence, would you take your own advice? Are you taking your own advice yeah the way i'm the way I'm living my life, the way I'm presenting this topic, this situation, would I mm-hmm. put this out front for the world to see? Would yeah. I be okay with the channels that I've gone through? We need to consider those things.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's interesting you bring that up because one of the reasons I love working uh, with you guys at Apositis Canada, one of the reasons is because of the kind of guy that Andy is. know, yeah. he's not here. I'm not trying to win brownie points, but one of the things that I've actually told him into his face is actually... You know what, you know, one of the reasons I love working with you is that you actually live what you preach. Yep. I mean, if you've been with us for any amount of time, you would have heard Andy say, love God, love people. Yeah. And the way that that the purpose of human life is right relationship with God and with people. Yep. Now, here's a guy who actually does that. The way he intentionally spends his time and effort and energy into connecting with people making them feel valuable learning about their life and you know even when he's tired especially when the kids are younger right when especially when he's tired he'll intentionally spend time with his sons you know tumbling around on the trampoline outside or whatever yep. it might be right and so i think there is something to that we're very allergic in our culture to hypocrisy right do we really want to be the kinds of people that we look at ourselves in our mirror at the end of our lives and go, you know what, you you were just a complete joke in that yeah. sense. you, you were all talk and no walk, we don't want to be that. And I think that's yeah. sort of where you're taking this to, and I would yeah. agree.
0: I will honestly say that, AC, when it comes to our podcast, we are in a position of influence. You could call us apologetic influencers. You absolutely could. We have to understand that we have that responsibility. And many listeners, you, you won't necessarily know this. Some might. We edit our podcast for a reason. And the reason we edit it is because sometimes we, we may say something in such a way that may not necessarily be wrong, but is ill-communicated and could cause more distraction and confusion. And we've created that accountability for ourselves to safeguard those that are listening and us mm-hmm. cuz we recognize the responsibility that we have and we can't take that lightly
1: yeah totally and this is something that our listeners may not be aware just because you know you guys don't see it happening behind the scenes but you know from time to time the oppositives canada team especially the ones that kind of speak Hey, we we're on the podcast, we're speaking somewhere, or whatever it might be. We from time to time talk about how was that communicated? Is yeah. there something that could be improved, something that could be changed? And I've offered and received critique of different ways of communicating. Hey, that didn't come across right. Hey, you know, you should maybe, when you're presenting, you should move the slides around so it's less distracting. You know, and we've had those kinds of conversations before, so yeah. we do try to communicate well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we're perfect, but um, it is something that is on our mind. We want to do mm-hmm. a good job with that. And yeah. just going back to James three, not many of you should be teachers, uh, become teachers. That is also set in the context of James talking about the importance of controlling your tongue, controlling yep. what it is that you say. And so it's, it's not just, yes, not many of you should become teachers, but the reason for that is that the tongue is a world of unrighteousness. Yeah. If it's not, it is something that needs to be tamed because it's the sort of thing that you know that can be used to praise God, and then you can turn around and use the same tongue to curse somebody. You yep. know, and and James likens it to this fire that basically burns up an entire forest. If, you know, and, and an entire forest can be burnt down with just a small fire, right? And yeah. so he's he's bringing to our attention, the importance of taming the tongue. And that's where he says, not yeah. many of you should become teachers and you're gonna be held doubly accountable here.
0: Yeah. And that and that's such an important distinction, right? Because it is in the it is it is the fruit of the spirit. It's called it is a call to self-control. And the not many of you should become teachers is because many of some of you will struggle far more than others. It's not to say that you don't have something good to say, but when you desire to be in a position of influence, say as a teacher, mm-hmm. the, the likelihood of there being scrutiny, even after all of your best efforts, right? I believe that on the podcast, we do a really great and effective job at what we do. If we don't know something. We're okay with admitting that. We'll try and find someone who has greater expertise. We will chat with each other. We will really hone and try and make sure that this conversation is fruitful. And if it sucks and it is well communicated, we'll throw it in the trash can. We've said that before. But... We've done that before. (laughs) and And we've absolutely done that before, right? But we know that even after our best efforts, we may still get an email, right? We may still get a comment with someone who disagrees, someone who may take one second of a clip that they heard and not listen to the other 35 minutes or whatever the podcast is, then that's after our best efforts. And if you aren't prepared for that, so many of us want a platform to stand on, Mm -hmm. to share our experiences, but we are not ready for the pushback. We are not ready for people to say, hey, you haven't really thought this through. Yeah.
1: Certainly as Christians, when you're in a position to influence or to teach. And again, those two things often go together. You can't draw a very clear line between those two things often. But there are there are a couple of things that are required of us as disciples of Jesus. One is just the recognition that the place of teaching, that status, is not so much a, a, a place of privilege but it's a place of responsibility
0: yeah
1: right and so that's that's what James says like you quoted Troy not many of you should become teachers my brothers for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness strict there yeah and so there is this idea of responsibility mm-hmm. uh, you're serving people and because it comes with a certain amount of you know power if for the lack of a better term, you're going to be held responsible more strictly because of that. Um, And the second thing is, well, humility, really. It kind of goes hand in hand with what I just talked about. But again, if you uh, are taking this as a place of privilege, Mm. if it's a status thing, then you have to see if you are prideful. I I think... We need to humble ourselves and take this as a position of responsibility. You could say much the same thing with positions of leadership, yeah, um, in the church, and, and especially when it comes to the whole complementary and egalitarian conversations that come into place. Mm-hmm. Often, those things are kind of lurking in the background, where people take the positions of leadership as positions of power and privilege, yeah, and that is not, uh, in, in my estimation. It, it you know what i see in scripture is that these are places of responsibility
0: absolutely what i will say is if you truly believe that the lord has called you to get on a platform like this to share what you have to share like like we said in the the podcast about speaking in tongues the holy spirit has order and he doesn't want to set you up purely to fail, especially when you're coming in his name, right? The zeal is great, but in order for it to be real, accountability is so important. One of the things I love so much about our team is we have no problem challenging not only topics, right? Because oftentimes that kind of falls in my lap of coming up with topics or helping arrange a topic. And I have to be willing to receive pushback We have to be willing to receive pushback to say, hey, man, I don't, I get what you're trying to say, but I don't know if that topic is going to be as fruitful as you think it is, or I don't find that there's enough in that topic for us to go and actually talk about it in such a way that it's going to be worth people's time, because that's the other side of it. Listeners, we don't want to waste your time on the podcast. (laughs) We don't. We want this to be a fruitful experience for you, understanding that you can't please everybody. but Doing the best that we can to at least give everybody an opportunity to at least take something from it. And that accountability is crucial. (laughs) Crucial.
1: Yeah. And speaking of wasting or not wasting time, right, we've had this thing, this sort of back and forth over the years where – in some episodes, we spend a great deal of time kind of bantering back and forth at the beginning
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: and then we'll receive comments about "Hey, you know you guys are taking too long," and then we'll come back you know the for the following few episodes where we keep it really tight and then yeah. we go back to bantering back and forth and and whatnot but one of the reasons there there are reasons for those things too, yeah, we don't always strike a good balance of the way we use the time. But one of the things that we seek to do, the reason we have those banters is because as we talk about those smaller, seemingly trivial things in life, right? Or when we talk about our families or talking about even the weather, the reason we do that is because, well, we're people, right? And we want to, give our listeners and viewers an opportunity to humanize us in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And so we and, and we also want to not take ourselves too seriously and laugh at us and laugh at ourselves about the different silly mistakes that we've made and yeah. and whatnot. So there is a reason for it. We we can't always communicate it simply because we don't have the time for it or simply because we can't qualify what we're saying every single time, that wouldn't be a very good use of our time and your time. And so I guess all that to say that sometimes seemingly random things that we say, there might be a reason for it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: As we kind of come in for a landing, I feel like I I just need to give an encouragement to those that are either in, I guess, this field uh, this avenue, or those that have a desire for it, and even those, I guess, that are, are partaking in it. My my encouragement is this, and I just briefly touched on it. Make sure you have a sounding board whenever you you have a topic, something you want to to share. Much like a sermon, sometimes, like I, if I'm preparing a message, I have my wife to bounce ideas off. Sometimes I'll message the team. We will have someone to bounce this idea, this concept off of. Sometimes it's for theological reasons. Sometimes it's purely artistic reasons. Like, does it, is this co- compelling? And oftentimes, it's just to make sure that, hey, I'm about to do a hot button topic, and I want you to be praying for me. Can you be praying for me? Because I know this may stir some people up. These are the scriptures, that I'm standing on with this topic. This is maybe a quote that I've been looking at. Could you just take a moment to, you know, to be to be praying for me or, or just oh, look at my work to just make sure that what I'm going to do, whether I receive pushback or not, at bare minimum, pleads the right case. The facts are laid out. It's well thought out so that the last thing I have to do is articulate. And, and then if, if there is pushback, there's nothing wrong with having just a small group of people, maybe it's one or two people, you know, preferably someone who is spiritually mature, biblically literate, can just help guide you through those things. Because if God has truly called you to it, as you are mentioning, then go about it the right way as to honor God.
1: Amen. Preach it, brother.
0: <laughs> this will be my challenge for anyone listening to the, the podcast. When was the last time you really looked at who you've been following and truly ask yourself, is this person, really ask yourself, is this the type of person who their lifestyle is one in which is enriching, is leading me to Christ, is, is challenging me in some capacity of my life? So maybe it's you follow a nutritionist, maybe you follow an artist or whatever. Those things are all well and good, but is their content something that is enriching the life that God has given you? Or is it purely taking away from it? And my challenge for you is to go through your, the people you are following and unfollow those that, are not, that, are causing, that may be causing you to be envious, that are causing you to stumble in some capacity, that are, have become a distraction, or even someone that is no longer in your life, but you've been asked to let go of. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that is my challenge for you, because I, I guarantee you, you'll watch that follower count go down considerably but you'll watch the quality of what you're consuming go up. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I try and do every year. It's not a New Year's resolution, but it's something that I try and do over the year because sometimes just an interesting video pops up. I like that one video, but I didn't realize that the rest of their content was, was awful. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that in and of itself says I should be paying more attention, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that is my encouragement to you, is if someone were to look at your followers, would you be okay with them seeing who you're following? right? I think that's a fair question and challenge for all of us. right? Mm -hmm. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. If my life isn't leading you to Christ, if my life isn't challenging the, the, the way scripture talks about what he wants for our flourishing in some capacity, then it might be something that I need to submit to the Lord and really ask him to speak to. We can't speak to that for you. We can only make our suggestions and make our comments, but this is part of the responsibility that we have at AC. Why we get to do what we do is so that we can love God, we can love people, that we can give people solid content and help them build a robust faith, (laughs) one that, that might get challenged, but one that is rooted with an identity in Christ and everything else is built from Word. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, so much for listening to the AC Podcast. As we're coming to the end of the year, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all of you that have been listening to the podcast, engaging with us this year, coming to the different events. There's a couple of like individual events that some of the team have on the road, but as a whole, AC is it's coming into the end of our year. We have our giving campaign going. Thank you for those that have contributed. And again, those that would like to thank you so much for, for even considering that. Please preferably consider partnering with us in some capacity, but you know, make sure to like, and subscribe to the AC podcast and all of your favorite streaming platforms. If this has been something that has been enriching to you share it with somebody as well as on on youtube tune in next week when we find more things to think about and as always love god love people bye for now it's the ac podcast Podcast.